Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chaye Sora. Parshas Chaye Sora can be conveniently divided into three parts. The first 20 psukim deal with the acquisition of a burial plot for Sora Imenu and teaching us the very important concept that a Jew is to live as a Jew, he dies and he's buried as a Jew. And one could have made the mistake to think that what's the difference? Once you're dead, you're dead. But the answer is no. Anima min bemuna shlema. The Jew believes, as the Rambam taught, with complete and perfect and total faith that there's going to be a Mashiach, that there's going to be the 13th Anima Amin Tchias HaMesim. There's going to be the recitation of the dead. And this is something afforded to the Jewish people, and therefore one is to be buried among his own. The next 67 psukim, amazing the amount of space that the Torah affords to record the details of acquiring a bride for Yitzchak. And finally, the third part of the parsha deals with the passing of Avram Avinu. I'd like to focus this morning on the Eved Avraham. Interestingly, the name Eliezer does not appear once in the parsha. He's referred to as Ho'eved, the servant or the servant of Avraham. He comes to a strange place a thousand miles away from where he was in Canaan. He's now in Aram Naraim and he comes to the well and he makes a condition with Hashem. Hashem, you want to help Avram. I don't know anybody here, so let's work with the following. The girl who will come at this time, the time when people came to draw water from the well, the girl that I will approach and ask for a little water, and she will respond by graciously giving me some water and then offering to draw and water all of my camels, that is the girl that you will choose for Yitzchak. So the first thing, interestingly, is that Eliezer uses as the criteria not theology. He's not going to stop a girl and say, excuse me, do you believe in God? Do you believe in idolatry? No. 
the test is going to be one of character. Does she have a good, generous nature or not? Interestingly, the Drushos Horan picks up on this and says, from here we learn a very important principle that character or one's midos are even more important than one's deos, one's thinking and theology. Because if a person has good character, you can teach them the right and proper theological ideas, the foolishness of idolatry, as opposed to if someone has bad character, it's very hard to change their nature. And so, what happens? The Torah tells us that Eliezer had just finished reciting his condition with Hashem when Rivka appears on the center stage. He asks her for some water. She responds positively and he um, and she draws for all of his gemalim. Now watch. I like to focus on Pasuk 21 in chapter 24 whereby the Torah tells us and we're going to use the commentary of the Sapurno which means that the man was astonished. What is he astonished about? Says the Sapurno Alrov Hazrizus by the incredible alacrity by her hurrying Lasos Chesed to perform kindness Maharish he is silently absorbing and taking in the situation. Now what does that mean that he is silent? So the Sapurno says he doesn't say to her Mamala don't bother yourself so much. It's not necessary. After she's done three or four camels, he said, he could have said, that's enough, which would have been appropriate with what the Sapurno calls Chokamusar, the accepted norm of the day. You wouldn't usually expect a young girl to do all this work for a mature man and with ten other drivers just standing by and watching. But rather, why does he keep quiet? Lodaas, to see Eliezer, to understand by means of her actions, her kindness, her alacrity, if Hashem has been matzliach, listen carefully to his words, if that which she is being doing is in accordance with the good, total chesed, a very powerful phrase, chesed hagomor, and if not, meaning that she's doing it, says the Sapurno, kolzel letikvas, in other words, what is Rivka's intent? 
when she's finished, is she waiting around for a tip, for a compliment, for a gift, or no? Not even that. Now, this idea that she's not waiting around even for a compliment, because I don't have to tell you, a compliment when we receive makes a person feel good. And even if you don't get that, Yasha Koach, you don't get that thank you, you know yourself that you have done something good, and therefore, as a result of that, you have a good feeling about yourself. So Eliezer is seeing what is Rivka's reaction to all this, and he sees that we're dealing here with Chesed HaGomor. He's looking for this rather exceptional kind of um, Chesed that Rivka is uh, doing. Now, the question is, why? Why is he using such a ultimate litmus test of this Chesed HaGomor? I'd like to suggest that just as in the case of Noah, who was building a new world order, and amazing, the ark that Noah was saved therein had many, many miracles. Says the Ramban, really, one ark could not contain all the animals and the food. In fact, ten arks couldn't do it. So if there were so many miracles in the Teva, why couldn't there be one more of an automatic feeder, whereby Noah would feed the animals once a week, and throughout the week he'd be free, and automatically the animals would take by themselves each day. And an answer, say our rabbi so beautifully, is because the old world which was destroyed was destroyed because of Hamas. There was a breakdown of man to man. There was a breakdown of kindness man to man. And now, in rebuilding the new world, it had to be built on Olam Chesed Yibaneh, on a world of total kindness. And therefore, Noah had to be busy 24-7 with kindness. Similarly, Avram Avinu is establishing a new world. And in his new world as well, Avram is building his world on the Chesed HaGomor. Look in last week's parsha. Avram is doing all this Chesed. My goodness, for whom? For angels that don't eat and couldn't enjoy it. But from Avraham's sake, there was complete and total altruism, and this was to be the way Avraham did, and Rivka, if she was to be the successor to the home of Avraham, she had to do Chesed HaGomor. Now, interestingly, in the Torah, there were two sources for chesed. The first is the familiar, which the Ramban says 
you really can't love your neighbor as yourself, but what it means is be there for him, be empathetic. And therefore, when you go to his wedding and you're there only because your wife knows the bride, dance with him, because you would want someone to dance with you at your wedding. When Lo Elenu, someone's in the hospital, and someone is, God forbid, sitting shiva, go to them because you would want company when you would be in that kind of a state. That is one level of doing kindness. And the second level is that which is found towards the end of the Torah, the 611th mitzvah, according to the Chinuch, which is the Olachto Bidrachov, that you are to walk in God's ways, that as He is just and kind and merciful, so must we be. And therefore, this is raising the bar to a much higher level, because Hashem is completely and totally altruistic in His kindness, not looking for any kind of a reward or recompense, etc., and so must we. And therefore, if a neighbor is out of work, I knock on his door, I give him an envelope with several hundred dollars. He certainly appreciates it. It's a chesed. But a bigger one would be if I would slip it under the door, run away, knock, and then he'll find it. And not knowing who the donor is, that's a higher level of tzedakah. As the Rambam writes in chapter 10 of Hilchos Matnos Aniim, Halacha 7 through Halacha 14. Now, interestingly, the Chafetz Chaim takes the Gemara in Psachim Daf Nun, whereby the Gemara says that Li'olam, a person should conduct himself and do the study of Torah and the doing of mitzvos, even Shalolishma, not for its pure sake, because because of Lolishma, by doing it even not for the right reason, it will come to Lishma, doing it for the right reason. The Chavetz Chaim applies this to the action and to the performance of Gemilus Chasadim. That when one does Gemilus Chasadim, they should ideally stop and say to themselves, when they lend money, I'm about to do the mitzvah of Imkesef Talveh. When you get somebody a job, stop and tell yourself you're about to do the mitzvah of Vechazaktobo. When you pay your debts on time, I'm about to do the mitzvah of Biyomo Titein Scharo. There's a beautiful rumor out there that Rav, Rav Elyashiv, Sechet Sadik Levracha, when he opened up the door each day, and allowed the many, many, many people come to ask all different kinds of shyness of him, beforehand he would say to himself, I'm about to do the mitzvah of Gemilus Hasadim, of resolving these mitzvahs, uh, or resolving these problems on behalf of the many people that are coming my way. A very powerful parsha, the parsha of Chayisara which teaches us that we are to grow, grow in our observance of mitzvos and grow in our observance of chesed. And so, how proud we are of coming from the stock 
that we come from, and that is not just Gomlei Chasodim, but Gomlei Chasodim Hagomor, that strive for the ultimate in our relationships, not only man to God, but man to man. Shabbat Shalom to all.